Welcome to the Home Inspector Marketing Podcast. Because you're a home inspector looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line, you are in the right place. For additional training resources on how you can grow your home inspection business, go to microreturns.com right now. And now, here's the podcast. Hi, this is Mike Crow, and I run a home inspection business. In fact, I've run a couple of home inspection businesses. The true joy for me, though, has been helping literally thousands of home inspectors build really solid home inspection businesses as well. We can help a single man operation be able to do over $300,000 a year, maybe all the way up to $400,000 a year as a single inspector operation. Even better for me is the 80 plus companies that we have helped be able to build million dollar home inspection businesses. I would like to help you be able to do the same thing. Today, we're continuing our lesson of the presentation Mike did on how to work your competition into the ground and have fun doing it. In this segment, you'll learn about the number one problem every effective worker has and a simple trick you can do to avoid it. If you have any questions for Mike, you can email us at hello at coachblueprint.com. Concentrate. Focusing, goofing off, and gold bricking. John T. Malloy said this was the number one problem everybody has in being an effective worker. It's just mind-boggling. This is the number one problem that they all had. Anybody ever felt like they had a lack of concentration, maybe a lack of focus? Maybe they were goofing off a little bit too much, or maybe they were doing a little bit of what in the military was called gold bricking. Anybody ever done that besides me? And if you didn't raise your hand, wow, okay? Because we've all done it, all right? And I want you to understand, you get up and take a trip to the water fountain when you don't really need a drink, that's gold bricking. That's goofing off, okay? You go to the restroom when, well, you really didn't need to have to go right now. That was gold bricking. That was goofing off, okay? Stepping out for a drink with a friend when you really got something you need to finish up. Going and seeing a movie in the middle of the day, which has been known to be one of my all-time favorite Goofing off times, and, and I, I, use, I use this excuse. Well, during the middle of the day, there's no problem with lines or seats or, and, and, and all kinds of other excuses, um, and, but I do that. And I like movies, so I also use this excuse as, well, I learn things from movies that I can share with others. And by the way, I'm gonna keep using that excuse for a long time. <laughs> so here, plain and simple, you're goofing off anytime you're consciously stopping work when you should be working, period. and it's an addiction, you must recognize it as such. In the book on outwitting the devil, this is an interview between Napoleon Hill and the devil. The devil's number one tool to keep you from being successful, in the book it's called drifting. If I can get you to just drift a little bit this way and then a little bit more, and then a little bit more, you end up in hell. I mean, that's pretty what he's saying, okay? But if I can get you to continue to drift, not only will you not be successful, but all the people you might have helped become mine as well. And let me tell you, when you've got four kids and a wife that are counting on you, drifting looks pretty dangerous at some point. And you see things go wrong that shouldn't go wrong. 
And by the way, I want you to understand this. Somebody said, if you never drift, you're always focused. Does that mean you never have problems? <laughs> no. I mean, good things still happen to bad people. And bad things sometimes still happen to good people. We can't change some things. Some things are going to happen. Somebody's going to win the lottery and you're going to go, what the hell? Okay. And it's just going to, but I want you to understand it's an addiction and you need to recognize it as such. So create a trigger. John T. Malloy's trigger was he used to hang signs at different places that said back to work. I went to a movie once called The Invisible Man. It's a terrible movie, by the way. It was a terrible movie. But, but at one point, there was a scientist that was brilliant, and he was sitting in his chair, and he leaned back. Look at the ceiling. And there's a sign on the ceiling that says, back to work. And he goes, okay. And he goes back to work. And that was the best thing out of the whole damn movie, okay? But it told me, it reminded me of this, and it helped trigger that. I want you to understand, gradualism is the key to improvement. It's kind of funny because at one point my car was filthy and my dad wanted to get in so we could go somewhere and there was no floorboard for my dad to put his feet on. There were McDonald's bags and Burger King bags and Whataburger bags and Taco Bell bags and you name it, okay? And I felt a little guilty about that. And at some point I said, my vehicle will be clean. There will not be trash in my vehicle. And so every time I hit the gas station and I filled up for gas, I would get rid of at least one or two bags. Gradualism towards improvement. Now, I will tell you, I've loaned my vehicle here so they could go put wonderful snacks and stuff in the thing. I loaned it to somebody else. I don't remember who it was, but I'll guarantee you when they got in my vehicle, it was clean. And my biggest thing that I will chew anybody out the day after they've been in my car is if they leave something in my car that doesn't belong there because I am not their closet. But you know what? Krista went through the same thing at one point. Her car got all cluttered up, and you know what she did? One bag at a time, she got rid of it. Because I taught her gradualism. The problem is we think we gotta fix everything all overnight, all at once. I wish it were that easy. Do you think you're gonna be able to go, I'm gonna go get 100 brand new agents this month. You think you can do that? I can't. Well, I might be able to if I really worked at it. But gradualism works so much easier, so much better in a lot of ways, okay? If a person is surrounded by a problem and only the problem, it's kind of very difficult for him to think of anything else. So if you've got something you've got to solve, sit there and look at the problem. In my household, we now call that the puzzle effect. I told some of you this story. Susan likes working puzzles. I hate puzzles. Because to me, it seems like goofing off or time wasting. But I love spending time with Susan. So she's sitting there working on a puzzle, and she had this beautiful, amazing puzzle and all these Walt Disney characters on it and everything. And I like Walt Disney, okay? So I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there looking at it, and Susan's putting a piece in, and I'm going, crap. I'm competitive, remember? <laughs> and Susan's putting a piece in, and I go, Ugh. And then Susan's putting a piece in, and I'm going, I'm gathering all the red pieces over here. I'm gathering all the blue pieces over here, and, and I'm looking at it. And, and finally, what I realized was, I, I, you know, oh, wait a second, that one fits. And I'm like, put it in, I go, got one. <laughs> I'm encouraging myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rewarding myself. Now, sometimes people think I'm picking on Susan. I'm not. I'm rewarding myself. Do you understand that some people might think I was picking on Susan? I'm not. 
I'm rewarding myself. Don't let anybody tell you not to reward yourself because that's one of the problems in this world is they tell you, it's your job. What do you think? I have to tell you thank you? Well, hell yeah, I expect to be told thank you. I did something good. I never forget my dad at one point said, you know what? Are you just fishing for a compliment? I wish I had said that. I wish I had said, yeah. And if you gave me a few more, I wouldn't have to do so much fishing. <laughs> so anyway, I've got a puzzle there, piece and right. So I put a piece of the puzzle in and I go, got one. That only took me 10 minutes. God, I hate puzzles. But I love Susan. In that 10 minutes, we talked about stuff and we had fun. And then and five minutes later, ooh, got one. And then three minutes later, ooh, got one. And then Susan will tell you at one point, she's going, really? Got one. Got one. Got one. You see what happens? You start picking up speed. But you've got to have the whole thing right there in front of you, and you've got to be concentrating on it and not watching TV. You know one of the biggest problems some of you guys have is you go home to do the report for the inspection and you turn on the stinking TV while you're typing up the report. Or you turn on the radio. Or you go, oh, honey, what are you cooking for dinner? Oh, I'll, I'll work on the... Re See, you, that's a distraction. I get that. It's okay to some degree, but you need to get rid of some of that and focus on things quickly. Here's something else that's incredibly important. Mr. Smith, would you bring up my white pads, please? Okay. Okay, there are going to be plateaus. There's going to be times when you don't grow. Or at least that's what it's going to be looking like. Do you know one of the things that I learned was at one point, Susan actually said to me, she said, I don't think our kids are growing. And you know what I said? I think you're probably right. I don't see them improving here or here or here either. And then we went to a class and a guy gave me this great example, and we both walked away going, duh. So how many of you have a tree on your property? You got a tree? If it's an oak tree, I feel sorry for you, okay? <laughs> acorns, I hate acorns, okay? But here's what I want you to know. When we moved in, we took a picture of that house and we had short, small trees, right? And then every year, we have a tree in the front of our house right now that has absolutely no leaves on it. And I guarantee you after yesterday, it has absolutely no buds left on it either. It's a dead tree, right? No. But it doesn't have leaves for two, three months. So it's, no, it's not growing, right? The root structure is. And the tree is growing. You just can't see it. One of the things in one of the... Uh, things that we put together that I want to make sure that you see and understand how important this is, is that you're going to hit plateaus. I didn't understand this at first. And so your business is going to be doing this. And then what happens is you start plateauing off some and you're going, huh, I'm not growing anymore. And then probably what will happen is then this is going to happen. But I want you to understand right here, a person needs to come into your life or a system has to come into your life. That is what changes right here. 
I was plateauing until I met Susan. And she changed my life completely. And boom, I got a college education. I had a great job, you know, all kinds of things. But in life, that's what's going to happen. And, and what happens is then maybe this will happen again. And you know what happens for some of our guys over there? Then they became a coach. And boom, their business took off. One of the reasons in this community we encourage everybody to help you so much is because as soon as someone starts helping other people, they start growing. It's one of the most interesting secrets that most people don't understand. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And as a friendly reminder, if you're looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line as a home inspector, go to microreturns.com right now.